having your colleagues mm -hmm. know and believe that you're the best in your respective spaces. Like, why is that important? Like if I'm sitting with the seller and I've got seven offers in front of me and they all look exactly alike and the seller can't choose who to go with, <laughs> I can say I've worked with this one eight times and I've never had a problem. There's my sway right there. So I think it's important that, that you have a good relationship with the people that you work with That's because cool. it's gonna pay off in states. Yeah. Well spent, well said. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Elevate. I am glad that you're here because I have got a guest that is gonna drop, I'm sure, a lot of interesting knowledge today. I've got Nick Carlson from Wilson Associates. How you doing, Nick? Doing well, how are you? Doing good, man. Good. So I've gotta tell you, I wanna pay you this compliment. And I told you I was gonna do this on the air before we uh, started recording. So I had a meeting with another broker, I won't say who it was, uh, 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 probably two weeks ago now. And I said, so if you're marketing in a perfect world, if your marketing looked mm -hmm. like uh, someone else's or in a perfect world, what would it look like? And the answer, he looked at me, he looked me dead in the eyes. And he said, Wilson Associates. He said, that's that, in a perfect <laughs> world. He said, that's what my marketing uh, strategy would look like. That's cool. So uh, I wanted to pay you that compliment Thank because you. I, I smiled you. when I, because we we just maybe a month ago now, we had lunch and it was interesting getting to know you and getting to know uh, what you guys are doing at Wilson Associates. And when I heard another broker say that, I thought that was pretty cool. And I was like, I've got to tell Nick, uh, you know, just just for the as the, for the compliment. You I know? appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, hundred percent, man. So, yeah. Nick, before we get started, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, how'd you get started in this insane business of real estate? I started when I was twenty four years old. So you were young. I was young. I was really young. Yeah. Um, Greenville did not look like Greenville does now. It was an interesting <laughs> environment. What year was this? 2004, 2005. Okay, like yeah. right on the cusp of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, went to work for a brokerage in town. Um, Actually, I went to work over the Pelham Road office that they had. Oh, cool. And so I did a lot of things over in Five Fours and Pelham Road and things like that. But I lived downtown, and that's where I wanted to do the majority of my sales. And so then I started working the North Main Market. Um, 2008 came. We consolidated offices. I moved down to the downtown office um, and then started ramping up everything when mm. all of my friends got out. Um, yeah, and then it just kind of spiraled from there. It's that's, been fun. That's interesting. Yeah. Man. So you've seen some things. I've seen some things. <laughs> I have. I mean, I have. you you literally have worked in a in a in a massively evolving market that we have here in Greenville. Like it's evolved, man. Like it's. I mean, obviously, just like the national, like there's been ups and there's been downs in the real yeah. estate industry. But here in Greenville, it's really it's it's changed. It's not the same as it was in 2005. It's, it's really not. And it's kind of funny when I'm when I'm over in North Maine and I'm selling the same house that I sold back in 2005 and 2006, <laughs> but it was like $150,000 less at the time. Yeah. It's very interesting to see. That's awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to have you on to talk about a couple of things. So okay. first off, you're the incoming president of the GGAR. Which, I am. By the way, congratulations. Thank you. So that's Thank really you. cool. The GGAR is the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors. Correct. So um, 3,800 members strong. 3,800 members strong. Yeah. So congratulations. Thanks. That's, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so I feel like you really got your finger on the pulse of Greenville and of the upstate of South Carolina. And obviously with what you've done at Wilson Associates, which again, congratulations on all your successes there. Thank you. Everything that you've done there, you've, you've had a lot of experiences that has pulled together really some interesting topics of conversation that when we met probably about a month ago now, yeah. you know, we were talking about new agents, kind of their mindset, what they were thinking. I want to have that conversation here on camera okay. because... You, you brought up some really, really good points that honestly I had never thought about at the time. So let's kind of talk about this. Okay. 
we are going into a more normal market mm -hmm. that, that we have here. And yet I think for most agents, the challenge is that there's a lot of people, and I've spoken personally to a lot of people who just got into the business within the last, I would say, four or six months. Yeah. And they're thinking to themselves, man, I think I missed the boat. Like, I yeah. think I think that the opportunity <clears throat> I was thinking I was going to have mm -hmm. is long gone, right? Talk to me about that. Is that is that a real, uh, is that real? Do they, have they missed the boat? Or is that perhaps just a, a, a false uh, belief? So it, it's interesting what we just got out of and how we're going to this normal market. I think we need to define what a normal market is hmm. because that kind of sets the stage for what these agents who are getting into this business are going to look at. Sure. Um, a normal market is between five and six months worth of inventory. Normalized appreciation, roughly anywhere from zero to 3%. Um, normal days on market uh, versus the 25 days on market that we just came <laughs> from. So while people were saying that, you know, it may, they may have gotten in late, I think they're getting in at the right time because hmm. they're learning all of the things. And, and I'll give you an example of this. I had an agent uh, started working and she'd been doing this market for the past two years. And she called me over the summer and she was like, okay, how do I negotiate out this contract? And I was like, well, what do you mean? What do you want to negotiate out? And she mm -hmm. meant actually negotiate out the contract. The kind of market that we just exited was one where, I mean, you had to run, see it, you were competing against everybody else and you had to throw out the best thing that you got. Hmm. Well, now we're entering an environment where everything's normal. So you've got to sit down and advise your clients and actually go through the process like it normally should be gone through. Hmm. Um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating what we just came from. Uh, if I was a new agent coming into this business, I would just absorb everything you could while you've got the time to do it. So I love that. Yeah. So what's, what's really interesting is I threw at you what a lot of people are feeling. Yeah. You brought back facts and statistics. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I don't feel like there's enough of that going on. You yeah. Know? There's That's not, right. there's not enough people who, who are going, okay, well, hold on. Let's look at the data. Yeah. And let's look at that historically. That's let's right. try to figure out what is this really that we're in. It's not, it may not be the same as it was two months ago, right? That's you right. You may have to develop a slightly different skill set now or a skill set that you probably should have either anyway. That's like, right. Like what you're referring to. But it doesn't mean that the opportunity is lost. No. And the opportunity is right in front of you. The opportunity is right in front of you. And I think that this is a big thing. Uh, this is a this is a, a big topic. And, and typically when I'm having these conversations with agents, my response mm -hmm. is, you know, right now is a massive opportunity mm -hmm. to to develop that Rolodex, to develop that clientele, to develop that base of your business. That's right. That from right. here on will excel, right? Mm -hmm. Buy low, sell high, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's kind of that same concept except with building a business. While right now, you not you might not be able to go into, uh, somebody else said this, I thought it was funny. You may not be able to go into the grocery store, hold up your business card and walk out with four clients. You may not be able to do that right now, That's right. right? But if you do the right things, and you spend your time doing the right things right now, it will lead That's to right. a massively successful business within just a few years. That's right. right. And I think the important thing that has been lost, especially in this, this past couple of years, is service. And mm -hmm. is if you provide good service, that's going to come back to you in spades. Well you're going to have your clients referring you out. You're going to be getting referrals from different states. You're going to be doing a lot more business than you normally would by by actually taking the time and and doing those steps, well providing that service. So th well that's very important. 
That's very cool. Yeah. You, you were mentioning earlier that you, you really, you were very excited about the, the, the people who are getting into this at a young uh, age. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? I was young when I got into it and I remember trying to figure it all out. And, and I've seen, there's, there's another agent that we've got. She was 24 when she got in this business and you just see the roadmap in front of her. I mean, I right. can see how she's going to build her clientele early yeah. and she's going to follow people throughout the stages of their life. So whether it be getting married, having kids, getting divorced, uh, any of those things, she's going to be with them to provide service and, you know, build her career that way. Yeah. I think that that's fascinating for anybody who's getting in, especially in their twenties. I mean, it's scary because yeah. it's your own business. You've got to go in there and you're not getting a paycheck. <laughs> You've got to actually earn, earn your keep. Right. And, you know, to be able to do that, I think Bill's character and then Number two, I mean, it's just it's just awesome that you can carry something like that throughout your entire career. Yeah, that's so well said. And what's interesting is at, at the if you start young, mm -hmm. right? If this is let's maybe it's not your very first career choice, but yeah. let's say that you start early, 24, 26, 28, you're able to develop the correct mindset, correct. in my opinion, that leads to a successful agent, right? Correct. Far too often, and, I, and I'm not saying this is necessarily a bad thing, because I have seen it many times yeah. where there's a, a W-2 person who comes on over into the agent world, who becomes an entrepreneur, who becomes their small business owner, which is what all of you guys are, That's right? right? All and, and they were able to make that shift well, mm -hmm. um, but it's far easier to just develop it correctly in the beginning. That's right. right? Which is really what you're, what That's you're saying right. here. And, uh, and I, I've always thought it was really interesting. I mean, the people who make it, cause it's very typical. I mean, I don't know if you know the statistic on this, but I know like it's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of agents who come into the business as a, as a second, third career oh, choice, yeah. mid thirties, mid forties. Like that's, it's pretty typical. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, I think the average age of a real estate agent is around 55, 56. Oh, gotcha. That, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And so it's really, it's funny because I, it's always difficult. Just like you said, yeah. like you, you have to learn how to fish yeah. and it is not easy, yeah. right? If you're coming from a, from a world that, you know, you, you were told what to do from nine o'clock until five o'clock yeah. and you just did those things and, and you didn't have that hunger and you didn't develop that drive and you didn't understand, okay, this is what I've got to do. And this is, these are the numbers I've got to That's hit. Right. And if I'm hitting these numbers now, we'll find success. If I do the right thing every single day, then I will find the success I'm looking for. But most people don't live that life. That's right. And so when they try to leave their current W2 and go into that life, it's, it's, it's a very different, it, I think a lot of people do struggle with it. You know, and it's funny. I had a, one of my good friends, he was on a panel and he was talking about, um, his previous job and he got into real estate as a second career. And they, they asked him what was important to him. And he said, said stability, which is yeah. not something that you think about in like a, you know, a 1099 type world, it's interesting. but it was like, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, you know, I don't have a job relocating me. I've got time to spend with my family. I've got holidays that I can spend around town and, and doing things like that. And it's like, that's a, that's a different perspective I didn't even think about, but you, it's true. It, it is true. You are in control. You are in control. You're in Correct. You're full control of your success. Yeah. It, you, the amount of effort that you put in, time that you put in, is going to be a direct correlation to what you get out of it. That's right. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's, that's a really good point. That's really cool. Um, what's probably one of the biggest and take a second mm -hmm. if you need to think about it, but what's probably one of the biggest pieces or maybe top two or three pieces of advice that you would have for that young person who's coming in for that 26 year old, let's just give them 26, 28 year old who's thinking about maybe doing this or has already started down the pathway of becoming an agent, but they're really driven. They really want to build a strong business. What's the advice that you would have for that person? Well, a couple of things. Um, 
first with the finances end of things. Hmm. Make sure that you have some saved up because you're not going to hit the ground running like you think you are. Um, I was fortunate enough to do that. I've seen some people do that. The vast majority of people don't. They've hmm. got to have some savings in line. Um, also, try to figure out, if you're young, the the whole dynamic of the tax situation, how you're going to pay yourself retirement, all of the things that you would that you would normally do with the W-2 job that you really are not doing since you're working for yourself. You've got to figure out a way to get all of your finances in line. Um, also, uh, I think Judge Judy said it best, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen. <laughs> uh, I think it's important to listen to all of the experienced agents who have been there because they can kind of guide you on how things have been and where things are going. I would say meet as many people as possible, especially who you're going to be working at, not as like a direct industry, realtor to realtor person, but mortgage lenders, contractors, uh, new home specialist, meet as many of those people as possible because they're going to be the people that are your go-tos. Mm -hmm. um, listen to your broker. Your broker is not going to steer you wrong. Um, it's in their best interest not to. It's in their best interest, but they've been there, done that. There's a reason why they're as high up in, in, in the food chain as they are. Mm. It's because they know how this market is acting now and, and what's going to be beneficial for that agent. Mm. Um, what else? I mean, there's so many things. Like, I think books have been written <laughs> on that. Yeah. Dude, there's, there's books have been written on yeah. that. <laughs> no, but that's, those, are, those, those are great places to start. Yeah. Let me, can we, can we, I want to hone in on something really yeah. quickly, uh, which is the relationship between the person and their broker yeah. and where they choose to hang their license. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what your thoughts are there. How do you, how does a person who's getting into this, cause that's a big decision Yeah. and often yeah. people don't get it right the first time. That's right. So I'm curious, how do you, you know, what's your beliefs on this? How, how should a person be thinking about where to hang their license and what broker to work with and learn from? I think it depends on how they like to be structured and taught. Um, like I know that the different brokerage models out there, there are some that have training platforms. There are some mentoring programs. There are some one-on-ones. There's some people who say, I, you know, I'll only need you when I need you. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's important if you're getting into the business to interview, interview with a couple of different brokerage firms, interview with the brokers, and then kind of ask what their teaching style is and what their, well, stylistically what it is that they do. Do they like to, you know, provide information at meetings? Do they like to do more one-on-ones? Like, and does it mesh well with the way that you take in information? Um, because that, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of people who get it wrong the first time, but when they mesh up well with a good broker, they get it. Hmm. So that's, that's yeah. really interesting. I think I'd like to take it one step further. Cause I think okay. that's great advice. Talk to some people in the brokerage. Yeah. Right. Oh, I yeah. mean, typically, typically the Absolutely. person, you know, the person that you're going to speak to, and this is just speaking candidly, yeah. they're the closer. Yeah. Like they're the recruiter. Yeah. That's the person you're speaking to. They're probably going to be pretty good at their job about convincing you why it's a good idea to go there. Yeah. Take it a step further, get that information, listen, right process. I think that's important, mm -hmm. but then go speak to some people who actually work in the brokerage. That's right. I think that that's there. That's tremendously undervalued and it should be one of the biggest decision factors or, or, and, and honestly to, for the most part, like if the, if the brokerage has a good number of agents and not numbers is everything yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, but if they are there and they've been there for a while, it means that they're probably happy for a reason. That's so like, right. that's a good indication. But uh, but go speak to some people and and get some you know real on the ground feedback to yep. see how much of what you were told in that in that initial meeting is is true. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, 
So uh, I want to step aside just really quickly and, and talk a little bit about, uh, we talked about young agents yes. getting into it. We talked about some, some things to consider, some, some ways to be successful yes. uh, when you're just starting out. I'm curious if the advice, and I think it's going to be the same, okay. but is the advice the same or is it different for somebody who is a third career for some, from somebody who is coming from a W2? I think it depends on where they come from. Like, um, I can teach people houses. I can teach people about different styles of houses, what comes with houses and everything else. I can't teach sales. You either have sales or you don't have sales. And if you come from a background where you have that sales knowledge, then we can talk shop all day long. Mm. But if you just don't have a clue on, on the sales portion of it, you're going to struggle. Hmm. I, I think you've got to know the correct questions to ask and don't be afraid to ask them. Hmm. Um, I see that a lot with people too, who are coming in as a third career where there was an agent I knew and uh, we were talking about uh, sales techniques and trying to do some coaching and some mentoring and everything else. And they, I kept getting pushback with, I don't operate that way. I don't operate that way. I'm like, okay, that's fine. She's no longer in the business. <laughs> I mean, but right. but but it's kind of like if you want the business, you got to ask for it. Right. I mean, it's not rocket science. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> if you want the business, you got to ask. I mean, you do. For it. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's not rocket science, and right. you know, especially you've got to lean on the people that you already know, your sphere of influence. Mm. Um, and I see people not wanting to do that. Either they're scared to do that, or they feel uncomfortable doing that. And it's kind of like, come on, guys. I mean. They want to see you succeed as much as you want to succeed. So asking them for help is never a bad thing. Let me let me ask you something. Was it always easy for you? No. Uh -uh. Do, you, do you remember? Do you remember back in the beginning? Oh, I mean, yeah. I know it's been a little while ago, oh, but yeah. like, I mean, who wants to trust a twenty-four-year-old with the biggest purchase of their life? How'd I mean, you get? How, how'd you get around that? Uh, market knowledge. I read books. I read statistics. I was able to throw things out there. I mean, and I focused on a neighborhood like North Main, mm -hmm. and I went with it. So I could. At that time, I could tell you every two bedroom, one bath that was on the market, how much it was worth, what percentage it sold for, all of that stuff. But I had to do something that made me stand out. Well said. So, which brings us perfectly to the next topic, <laughs> which is how do you stand out? If you're, oh. I mean, I mean, dude, you've seen, yeah. I, I, not that I spent a whole lot of time yeah. there because man, there's some crazy effing people in those Facebook yeah. groups, but the, the, the times where you see somebody just drop a little, Hey, please recommend an yeah. agent. We're moving to the area. Who yes. do you know? Yes. And then the comments, right? Like all of the people who start reaching out, how do you set yourself apart? Not necessarily specifically on Facebook, but how does an agent set themselves apart? And, and, and I think that there's some gold in what you literally just said mm -hmm. right there before this, which is you become the expert. You, you are do. the go-to guy because right. you know more than anybody else does. It doesn't have to be about Greenville. That's right. But if you know more about North Maine yeah. than anybody does, that's right. then you become the go-to person for North Maine, mm -hmm. right? That's right. Um, I know I, the agents who I can see that we work with who are doing more transactions than anybody else, they know inside and out their market. Mm -hmm. They know who they're working with and they know the homes that are being traded with that particular niche of the market that they work with. That's right. And they are, they're, they're the best damn agent 
in that marketplace. What's that saying, Jack of all trades, master of master none? Master of none. Yeah. 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 So I'm curious, what do you think about that? Like, has that yeah. always been your approach? Have yeah. you, because again, like that takes, that takes a lot of determination to like, and, and this is another thing which for me has always been interesting. I don't think that there's necessarily a right market or a right place. Like instead of North Correct. Maine, right? You could have chosen a different area. Correct. And then like you would have been just as successful. It's not where you pick, right? right. It's that you pick. It's, that's exactly right. So, so I'm curious, like, what do you think about that? You know, that's one of the things that they first teach you in real estate is, oh, okay. is, is pick an area that you're comfortable with, preferably the, near, the, the neighborhood that you live in hmm. and run with that. Um, I don't live in North Maine. I, I live in another neighborhood in town. I love that neighborhood. And so the fact that I can go in there and see how things change and who to market to within all of that, I think is fascinating. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think that agents get into is they, they want to just do this scattershot approach and hmm. just see what sticks. And that's not necessarily the best thing to do. If you go to a church, focus on those. Um, if you are, are interested in organizations, go with that sphere of influence. It doesn't necessarily have to be a neighborhood. It could be a group of people. That's um, interesting. That's a great point. So, but with neighborhoods, um, I would pick one and hit that hard and be the master of your own domain. Hmm. Um, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's great when, like from a real estate perspective, I work the North Main market, so I get a lot of calls from other realtors who have clients who are looking in that market. I know certain realtors who work in other markets, and they're my go-to as a realtor if I'm looking for something within their domain, like a Botany Woods, an Alta Vista, um, a Thornblade, a Greenville Country Club. You, you kind of know your go-to people, mm -hmm. and if you can own that, then you're going to gain the respect of not only the clients that you're trying to serve, but also your fellow realtors, and I think that's super important. Can you can you talk to me about that for a second? Yeah. Why is the respect to your fellow Why is it that, you know, having your colleagues mm -hmm. know and believe that you're the best in your respective spaces, like, why is that important? How does that help you build your business? Because well, I'm, sure, I'm not sure that there's a lot of agents who's younger agents yep. who understand the, the the significance of that yet. I can give you a good example, and this is just what we exited from. You know, if you're sitting there looking at seven offers, like if I'm sitting with the seller and I've got seven offers in front of me and they all look exactly alike and the seller can't choose who to go with, <laughs> I can say I've worked with this one eight times and I've never had a problem. There's my sway right there. So I think it's important that that you have a good relationship with the people that you work with That's because important. it's going to pay off in states. Yeah. Well said. Well said. That's interesting. Um, talk to me. Uh, this is the, And I didn't prep you for this. So yep. if you don't want to go here, we don't have to. I'm curious because you guys uh, talk to me about Wilson Associates okay. a little bit. Like how, how did Wilson Associates get started? Um, talk to me a little bit about the history there. How did, when did you get involved? How did you get involved? Kind of talk me through that. Sharon and I started in 2014. We both worked at another brokerage. Um, we had just gotten out of the doldrums of the, the Great Recession. We found out that we worked somewhat alike. Um, we were one of the first two who kind of grabbed onto social media as a marketing tool. Interesting. And so we opened up shop, had some some agents, um, had some brand new agents join us too. And uh, one of the things that we really pushed hard was social media. So since the brokerage is the, the entity that owns the listing, we were able to advertise that throughout all of our agents. So if I have a listing, 
the next day, Sharon would get it on her Instagram and Facebook page, and then it would go down the list from there. Um, you know, we don't care who gets the listing as long as we get the household. Hmm. The household is the big is the big push. Hmm. Um, that's kind of the way we started doing it. And it's then, fascinating. That's really yeah. interesting. What year is this? 2014. It was early it was in early. social media. It was really early. Yeah, and no. everything has changed since then. And so that's why it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see like the uh, the TikTokification of everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, because before it was you would in, you would market on Instagram to your friends and friends of friends, and now it's just like anybody and everybody and push a reel, and it can go out to people you just don't know. One hundred percent. So so it's like, well, how do you market to that group? Yeah, it's interesting. You, you used to. Uh, and I would say even just five years ago, yeah. right? It didn't have to be all the way in 2014. The act of, of being successful on social media really just meant leveraging each other's networks. That's right. That's really what it That's was, right? right? And, and if you had a connection and you could post a photo on mm -hmm. somebody else's and tag somebody else and you, know, from, you went from having 5,000 eyes on it to 15,000 yeah. eyes on it within, I mean, instantly That's right. for free. That's right. right. It, it, it was amazing. It That's was right. amazing. It's different now, for sure. It's different. And, and the way people have consumed their information has totally changed. 100%. I mean, especially during COVID and all of that. I mean, it seems like people relied heavily on social media. Mm -hmm. And I mean, personally, I just, I, I need a break from it. You know, I just need to put it up and don't want to see it half the day. But that's how people get their information right. and consume content. and. Right. You know, the fancier you can make it, the better off you are. Yeah, one of the biggest one of the biggest encouragements that I give agents all the time is, um, you have to create more than you consume. That's right, and that that that's a big issue. I mean, it's easy to get sucked in. It's literally designed to get sucked in, mm -hmm. and so whatever guardrails you got to put up around it to make sure that when you log in, the only thing you're yeah. doing is to communicate and consume uh, to communicate and yeah. create instead of consume. Yeah. Um, then you're, you're definitely headed in the right direction. There's a, a woman realtor uh, from Atlanta. Her name is Glenda Baker. I don't know if you've seen her or not. Yeah, she's, she's one of my favorite ones because she gets up there and she doesn't necessarily talk about fancy houses and pretty houses and right. everything else. She talks about content and, and what people want to hear about things. Yeah. And I wish that we had more of that. Can we talk about this for a yeah. second? Because I'm, yeah. I'm curious. It's interesting that you bring her up because I think mm -hmm. there's a couple of things that really strike me about her account. And I'm about to do a whole series on this, by the okay. way, where I like I pick a few really some 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 people in the real estate industry who have big followings. Yeah. And I and I'm going to do some breakdowns about their their accounts. So talking about Glenda Baker, like what's really interesting about her account is that if you were to go and you were to consume any of her videos, most of it is story driven. Yeah, that's right. Right. She's just basically getting on camera and it is highly, a little bit more highly produced. There's a light and there's a professional camera and, and it but it wasn't good. always that way. It wasn't always that way. Yeah. And I would say that the majority of her following wasn't built off of that high production value. Right? right. The, the, the majority of her following was built off of just showing up on camera and then just sharing her opinion. That's literally what it is. And I think she even calls it like her two cents or something like that. Mm -hmm. Isn't she the one who does that? Some, right? yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. But I think that there's something to be said for that, yeah. right? Standing up, having an opinion and saying, this is what I believe in. And this is what I think is what I think to be true. It might not apply to you yeah. and, it, and it might not be true for you either. That's right. But you can tell she's not all that concerned about 
turning away a potential client from something that she says on that video. No, but what she talks about is relevant stuff. And I think that, I think that that's the important distinction between, you know, just having an opinion and, 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 you know, doing something like she does. It's relevant. It speaks to both agents. It speaks to the public. It speaks to anybody who's looking to buy or sell something. So uh, she has done great in that department. Yeah. I think one of the things, and I, that that's so yeah. true. I think one of the things to consider though, is that if I had to guess, I would imagine not that I know mm-hmm. her and not that I've ever talked to her, but if I had to guess, she probably spends more time thinking about what she wants her strategy on, on that to be than most people think she does. Oh, I think that that's true. I think that there's doing that. I agree. I yeah. think, I think there's more intentionality behind it. Yeah. Than, than you can see, but she puts that, she puts a social first strategy in her business, mm-hmm. right? And I think, again, I don't know, but I would imagine that most people in that scenario, it pays off mm-hmm. huge dividends, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And I'm not saying it's necessarily what every agent needs to be doing. I think that there's ways to be a great agent and to, to earn a healthy income and, and to have a great life without doing that. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you have to, I'm just saying that there's opportunity there. Well, I mean, again, it goes back to what we were saying. It's find your niche. Hmm. And as soon as you find your niche and you can go with it and run with it, then you'll be fine. Her niche is that. Well said. That's awesome. Okay. All right, man. So my last thing, I want to wrap up. I want to respect your time. You are the incoming president of GGAR. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a busy year. <laughs> it's going to be a busy year. Dude, I'm excited for you. It's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Talk to me just for a second about... Um, the GGAR as a whole, uh, yeah. you know, like what, what does it feel like to, to be a pre- Cause I think there's a lot of people who, a lot of agents who are thinking to themselves, like I can see myself in a future working to serve, yeah. being on a board, being on a committee, yeah. doing something. Yeah. Talk to me for a second about, um, you know, what should they know about being a part of your local organization and being active? Well, not only are you serving with your fellow realtors in some capacity, whether it be committee memberships or something like that, you're also working for the public. I mean, yeah. one of our big responsibilities is making sure that the public is is in a good place. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the committees that we have are like Habitat for Humanity. We've got some social committees too to encourage people to, to come on board. Big on philanthropy. Um, but we're big on making sure that our members, you know, are number one, ethical number two, play well in the sandbox, and number three, are out there supporting the community that has done so well for us. Hmm. And so I feel like if you are active in your organization, any association, especially Great, Greater Greenville Association, then you're going to feel a sense of pride and see how your career choice and all of your peers' career choices has really helped affect the community in which we live. Hmm. And I think that that's very important. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's always interesting. And that's that's a Great point. It's always interesting because like what's still saying is kind of corny, but I think it's true. Like your net worth is your network. Yeah. Something like something that. Like your that. network is your net worth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's I if there's one thing I've discovered as I've as I've gone through life and built some businesses and things like that, is that like the connections that you make That's right. is probably the most significant factor in the success or failure of, yeah. of whatever venture you're trying to do. And this goes for any industry. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's right. right. And our association, I think, is special in the fact that, you know, when you're starting in this job, they offer all of the resources right there. Mm-hmm. You've got training classes. You've got all of the tools at your disposal. All you've got to do is go up there and ask and sign up and, and do all of these things. So they, they really do a lot. Um, we're 3,800 members strong. So it's, it's, which is significant. It's the third largest in the state. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So we, we, 
do a lot for the members. Membership does a lot for us. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very it's cool. Fun man. Group. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Nick, this has been amazing, dude. Thank I you. can't tell you how much it means to me uh, that you would come and just share with us uh, everything that you've learned and uh, give a little bit of uh, give a little bit back to the community right whether yeah. they're here in Greenville or whoever they're you know wherever they might be listening this from um, if they have a question or if there's something that they would uh, like to ask uh, where can people find out more information about you and Wilson Associates uh, you can go to our website at wilsonassociates.net um, email me nick at wilsonassociates.net I get a lot of spam. I try to filter as best <laughs> as I can. Um, uh, yeah, I try those avenues first. That's awesome. Yeah, man. they can get. They can usually get in touch with me. Well, listen. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank and, you. And thank you so much for being here. Sounds great. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome, man. Guys, hopefully you were able to take away a few things from this conversation. I know I did. I learned a few things I didn't know before I sat down and, and chatted with Nick. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to him or reach out to us. Guys, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Go out there and crush it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Hopefully this was really helpful to you in your journey of building a business. If you liked what you heard, please click subscribe and go to iTunes and give us a rating. That helps us out tremendously when we're producing, hopefully, content of huge value to you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it and I hope that you have an amazing week. Go out there and crush it. I'll see you soon.